You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. New claims for unemployment benefits were unchanged last week. There were 262,000 new claims remaining at the highest level since October of 2021. Continuing claims, those still receiving benefits, rose to 1.77 million. The report is suggesting the tight labor market may be easing slightly. Retail sales rose three-tenths of a percent in May. Economists were predicting a decline. Kroger's earnings were better than expected in recent months. Sales for the recent quarter rose more than 1%, though that was weaker than forecast. The Federal Reserve paused raising interest rates yesterday, but indicated it may be raising again at future meetings to contain inflation. The European Central Bank today raised interest rates by a quarter of a percent. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. When America's debt bubble bursts, it could destroy the value of your 401k or IRA. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why I recommend gold IRAs. And Birch Gold Group is the only gold IRA company I trust. Right now, you can get a free info kit on gold when you text the word SHELTER to 989898. That's SHELTER to 989898 to request your no-cost, no-obligation Pro-paint days are here at Lowe's. Now through June 16th, Lowe's MVPs members can start earning 20% back in paint rewards via Lowe's e-gift card when you spend $100 or more on qualifying paint purchases. Stock up on top paint brands like our new and exclusive HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams Specrite Pro Interior Paint. Lowe's knows pros. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash pro loyalty terms. Subject to change. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. With Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to... News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. Hey, everyone, this is Joe Cunningham. You can check out my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. <laughs>
How y'all are? Welcome to Griffon Show. Eating that food yesterday, and I got first time I fought sinus stuff in a while. First time I had to fight this sinus mess in a while. But uh, well, I had to fight I mean, it this morning because of the nasty weather outside. Uh, it nothing to do with the weather, mine just. I well, yeah, it probably yours. has. It probably has yeah, yeah. everything to do with the weather. But <laughs> yeah. uh, the point being is, when you, my problem is, I can't stand when you got to fight it at night when you're trying to sleep. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. it's like old dripping faucet drip. <laughs> yep, <laughs> You're yep. taking medicine and getting up, and you mm-hmm. go, holy cow. But, yep. but I'm human. That's been going on my whole life, uh, 62 years now. <laughs> I, I saw you eating a couple minutes ago as we were about to go in the air. You're not going to choke, huh? Uh, All right. No, give me time. <laughs> it's it's not the eating and it's not the talking. It's the eating while you're talking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 just saying. Just uh-huh. saying. All right. Uh, great lineup today. I don't, I don't have a bunch of guests. I know Gary Foster is going to join us at 1030. I'm going tomorrow. And uh, we've got Polly Thomas, Representative Polly Thomas, one of the 19, will be on here to talk a little bit about what's going on at legislature and what they went through. Uh, I, I took a shot to get my climate so I, I laugh, Brandon. You know, I, have, I always laugh every year. Uh, there's so many people. It's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> I, just, I, I was talking to my brother said, I, I hear this every year. I've been hearing this my whole life for 60 years. Every time we get summer, it gets hot. <laughs> it does. I mean, I, I may be wrong. People may think I'm wrong on stuff, but I, I want somebody to challenge me on this one. Can somebody tell me a summer that was cold that they remember living in? i just kind of curious out there. I just so hot. And in the media. A heat wave out there, and it just, I'm saying, yep. And you know what, Brian, so the other day, I told you I did this last year, I pulled up, I pulled up heat wave of 2022. Uh-huh. You know, we had heat waves last year. We did. I pulled up heat waves of 2021, we had heat waves. Yeah. I pulled up heat waves of 1959, it was a heat wave. I pulled up heat wave of 1902, it was a heat wave. I pulled up, whatever I pulled up, there was a heat wave every year. This is natural. Well, it's hotter now than it normally is. Really? Ellie, where you get that from? What you watching, your meteorologist? <laughs> you you listening to a speech from Bill Edwards or Joe Biden? <laughs> Folks, think about this. And some of you can't do that. Brian, I was born in 1961. Okay. They were near the concrete on the ground that we have now. Okay. Used to, you would pull up. Brian, you could pull up in a restaurant. You still can in some places. Pull up in a restaurant. There was no concrete. It was gravel or something like that, you know, a dirt. And I just, I get a kick out of watching everybody bicker because it's hot. Now, let me play this again. So let's, let me, let me tell you, Brandon, we were 98 and the heat index of 108, whatever it is. And I guess it just doesn't bother me because I'm used to it. This is what I'm used to living every year when summer gets here. So let me get it. So you wake up. In an air-conditioned house, which is on, right? Where you put your air conditioner on at night? I mean, uh, we put it on 73. <laughs> no. 68? But, no, mom, yes, 67. Okay. So yeah. let's, if you take that, that's 70 degrees at night, right? Right, right, right. Between you and yeah, me, between you would say, us. let's say yes. that's average. Uh-huh. So you wake up 70 degrees in your house, and you're right. getting up, and you're trying to go to work, or getting the kids out, whatever you do. All indoors, of course. Then you walk outside to your car. What's the first thing you do after you turn your truck on? You turn that air conditioner. Air conditioning comes on so you can be comfortable. Then you drive to work, didn't you? Yep. I did the same thing you did, Brandon. Uh-huh. Like everybody drove to work and got out of my truck. Brandon, you see my truck right there? Would you say that is a 20-second walk, 30-second walk? Depends on if people stop you to talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course. So it's so 30 seconds. Most of you people, you might have to walk a minute on the long run. Oh, it's hard. You walk in the building. Brandon, our thermometer uh, 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 gauge over there is set at 72 degrees. It feels like it, too. So I'm sitting in here comfortable at 72 degrees. Mm-hmm. I walked out of my truck, which I put on 68, which I left my house, which is about 70. And when I go outside at 12, I'm going to go, oh, my God, it's so hot. Only to get back in my truck to drive to a restaurant or the post office or wherever I go next. Maybe a sales call. And when I get to the sales call, Brian, they don't say, hey, let's just stay out here. <laughs> let's just stay out here in your dress clothes. And uh, let's just stay out here in your dress clothes and, uh, and have the meeting out here. Yeah, anybody ever does that? No. Come into your office where it's 70 degrees. Oh, it's hot. You don't understand. Yes, I do. It, this has been played with this global warming cuckooville, cuckoo-ness, which is absolutely the biggest lie that's ever been implemented, more than a face mask. And, and yet, I listen to this. I just lay out and throw my arms looking at people. Listen to this. So, Brandon, when I, when I, I am fishing the tournament Saturday, well, according to our weather, it's going to be 110 with the index, mm. 99 degrees. I better not go fishing. I ain't going to have an air conditioning. Now, is there a danger to heat? Absolutely. Am I going to drink a lot of water? Absolutely. Absolutely, I am. You got to take precaution. You got to eat and drink. Those are the two things you got to do. And if something happens, it doesn't mean it wasn't hot. Something happened with my body. And yet everybody is global warming. And, and that's just stupidity at the highest level. By the way, my climate czar is going to be on with me at 10 o'clock. I want to ask him about uh, about the heat wave. But just go to your computer and put heat wave of 1949, heat wave of 1937, heat wave of 1988. This is natural. You know what would be unnatural, Brandon? Mm. And you can make the argument that climate, if it didn't get hot. You know it's natural for us to have a hurricane? Listen, all this stuff. Well, you know, things have heated up. Yes. I heard, listen, I was so disappointed in, in our friends at KATC. That's what I want. Brand, I like them. I like all them guys. I know them. I met them. And they started in, you know, since the 1980. Well, why you didn't go back to 1920 or 1910? Yeah, we've gotten warmer here. And they started for the first time, Rob Perillo and them, who about, I think the world of them. And I ain't changing my opinion of them. And they started with that. We see this climate change. And then they do every story on the news was about heat. Every 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 story was about heat. I'm just going, really? I never knew it got hot in the summer. I, I really didn't. I was surprised when I watched the news. It gets hot in the summer. Gee whiz. But I asked somebody to tell me when it was cold in June, July, August, and September. I want to know because it's, I like to read history. It's the, and you think man is going to change that? Because we are finally going to have, uh, we're going to have carbon capture. Oh, yes, the old guy. That ain't nothing but fake money all over the place. And then we have windmills. By the way, yesterday, I think the EPA or somebody improved something for us to be able to put windmills. And I'll say it again, and I mean this sincerely. I do not want a hurricane hit Louisiana ever again. That's not reality. But if one wants to brush by us and take every one of them, one of them damn windmills with it, I hope it brush by and take every one of them with it, every single one of them. And wipe every one of them out. You know, I was reading about the uh, the heat wave in Texas. They're hot over there. You know, Brandon, 
me and my bride, when we had Maddie, we, we got away to a Rangers baseball game. Mm. Okay? This was brand. Maddie's 26 years old. She'd be 27 in the fall. Right. So my wife was pregnant. So I would say it was 27 years ago. Okay? 26, 27 years ago. I'd have to do the math on that, folks, and I don't feel like doing that. We went to a Rangers game, and uh, Tanya was pretty far along. And so we, uh, we went to the Rangers game. We left in about the seventh inning. And, Brandon, we were leaving the stadium driving. You know what the temperature was? And this was over 100. 109. Good Lord. She must have been miserable. No. No? We drank a lot of water. Okay. I mean, she was pregnant, so we went on to the house. Yeah. But the point being is, it was 20-something years ago. We're not going to change it, folks. We're never going to change it. And all this fake baloney of uh, this stuff is absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, I just, I just get a kick every year. Every year. About how since so hot. No hotter than it ever was. Ever. Ever. And we're not going to change that. Boy, there's money to be made because the federal government is printing the hell out of it and causing everything to skyrocket. By the way, real quick, on a personal note, uh, I saw where Senator Robert Mills has sent out a deal, Brandon, saying who endorsed him. Mm-hmm. And my name was on it. Hey, Robert, because you sent it publicly, I'm going to do it publicly. Please take my name off your list. <laughs> that was the last time you ran. Okay? Then I watched you for four years. Not impressed. Not impressed. But please, when you send that out, remove my name. <laughs> and the only reason I'm not calling him personally, I got his number too, is because he did it publicly. He never asked me about this run. Now, the problem is, I, I don't even know if there's another candidate in there. And Robin Mills forgets who got him there. And I'm not talking about me. He forgets his friends who put him up on stage, who got his name mentioned out of Donald Trump's mouth. Okay? He'd become a country club senator and didn't stand up for one thing. He didn't stand up to challenge Fred Mills on that bill. He voted for every single penny, and he actually went after his buddies. Brandon, he said, I saw the emails. He, a text message. He actually texts people and said, well, we got good opponents against Dodie Horton and Alan Seaball. We need to find somebody to run against Raymond Cruz. This is a guy that those people helped him. Talk about a little knife in the back. What's Does he happened? even listen to your show? Because those are all people you've had on just recently. Well, why, when, when's Robert coming on? <laughs> Come on, Robert. Love to have you, sir. I want to know about your voting record. I want to know why you didn't stand up against what Mills tried to do. I want to know why you didn't stand up against Cortez on his budget. There's a lot of things to ask you now, Mr. Mills, but please do me a favor. Do not send my name out. I did endorse you in the past, and the only way I'm, reason I'm thankful is that you beat a really bad Bad, bad senator and Ron Gaddy. We'll give you credit for that. But the people that help you get there, you're knifing them in the back. You had those representatives 100% for you. You're knifing them in the back. Because he's part of that blank-paid Senate Cortez country club. So, Robert, when you send stuff out like that, take my name off. I don't care if you win or lose. It might get you reelected. <laughs> no, you might. That's right. Yeah. If you take his name, my name off, you probably win now. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. Because the people I pull for are the right people at the time. And then you got people like Robin Mills, a typical Republican. Stand up, do nothing guy. Well, you've been learning from Gerald Long how to stand up and walk away from issues. Anyway, please take my, if you see my name on that, folks, remember, I was 2019, that ain't 2023. So please, Robert, you went public with it without asking me for putting my name. Take my 
name off of endorsing you. Right, right. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. recess our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test one size fits all that's what teachers must teach the leap test so it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship responsibility and character these things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief experts know kids do better when you let them be kids but our experts don't they make teachers teach a test Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach and farm fresh food. Why not? Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit their website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Welcome back. Moon Refund Show. I'm loaded up today, folks, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you as we reminisce about what's going on. 844-766-6607 is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. Uh, Representative Polly Thomas will join us, come out of a 930 break. Gary Foster a little late in the program. And I do have the climate czar. Heat waves. Ooh. Heat waves are dangerous, by the way, Brian. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just laughing at what they're saying about it. What called it? It's climate change. It's like it's worse than it ever was. But I let my climate czar, Stephen Parr, talk about how they use models. And I heard them today. Well, if you go back to 1980, you go back. Yeah. What about if you go back to 1900? So I'm going to let him explain. He's a meteorologist, been around for 20 some years as a meteorologist. And they got a lot of smart ones like that that uh, actually uh, talk about it. We got a lot of smart people. Brian, I, and we probably can't pull it. Maybe I can play it later. Uh, the guy just called and said, go back to the Weather Channel guy. And you remember what he, what he said? He said uh, he said about the global warming. You got it? How, how, how long is it? Two minutes. All right, why don't we do this? Uh, let's take the phone call real quick. 
Uh-huh. And then I'm going to come back and play the climate guy. Do we have time to do both? Yep. Okay. Real quick, Mike, near Morgan City. Mike, was question or comment? Yes, uh, Boone, I just want to say that all these Republicans that don't know what direction to take and just float along, we all call them jellyfish uh, Republicans of Louisiana. They are. Because they have no real guidance, they have no real thought, and they don't have any real purpose yeah, in mind other than collecting a check. By the way, the jellyfish has no backbone either. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, we'll get, we'll get, speaking of Garrett Graves, we'll get to him later in the program. Oh. Garrett right. Graves Jelly did that yesterday. Louisiana. All right, let me let right. you go. Here's the uh, guy that uh, started the weather station. He's dead. John Coleman. John Coleman. Here's what he said about all this craziness. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of bony, and yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I know though, we're is when not, you because see... you wouldn't the... allow it to happen on <laughs> CNN, but I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do, no global warming. What I do wonder is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate scientists agree do you think they're making it up? I, I, what I don't yeah. understand is how you well, square that. Well, that's a manipulated figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, this, the uh, government puts out about $2.5 billion directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party of position. So they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money, you've got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to try to refute you on the Well, that's the truth. Please stand back from this, from this issue and let the two sides be on the air. Yeah, uh, boy, did he light him up? And you know what he says? goes right back to science. But the scientists, I mean, the money that's, it's just like watching Baton Rouge the last few weeks. Follow the money. And and it's my, the ones that got the money are the ones saying, look at us, look how good we are. Them guys over there, a bunch of idiots. Because they got the money. This is what the federal government's doing here. We shouldn't be around any of this. And it's causing everything to go, to be really, really expensive. Every single thing to be really, really high. And this guy's right on the money. Oh, this is bull. They're going to build windmills out in the Gulf. Bell Edwards is telling everybody she's true. Why? He's going to make a fortune on this in his business. Anyway, let me uh, let me take a break. Polly Thomas, Representative Thomas, is supposed to join us, hopefully. And then uh, we'll be back. Don't go to what my, my, my climate czar will be on. My climate czar is coming on at 10 o'clock. You don't want to miss that.
is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Y'all, listen. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. We are honored to have Representative Polly Thomas joins us. She's one of the 19 that really stood her ground, asked a lot of questions uh, when the session was all rolling down. Ms. Thomas, how you doing? Doing great. Well, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you. Uh, what district do you represent? I represent House District 80, which is the heart of Metairie. Okay. Okay. And I knew you were down there, but I wanted to make sure I had the right district. So You have it. I want you to explain to me, and I'm going to play a clip from Clay, just because I want you to I've got everybody to comment on the clip. What happened going down at the wire at the end when y'all were just trying to ask some questions? Ms. Polly? I'm here. No, I'm I said. Here. I said. I want you to answer the question. What happened down the end of the session when everything? Oh, got I thought happened? you were going to play a clip. No, no, I'm gonna play um, it. I'm gonna play it in a minute. My bad. I'm gonna play it. I want to talk about this. I'll play it in a minute. But well, tell us what happened. What was going on? What were y'all trying to do that was so bad? <laughs> well, it was um, first of all backup. We sent, uh, and I'm talking about the House. Yes, we ma'am. sent the budget to the Senate on May the fourth. 
we got it back on June the 5th. That's one whole month. Mm -hmm. And then at 5.13, I believe, was the time, we started getting those money bills. There are four very important money bills. We started getting those and being asked to vote on the conference committee report we had absolutely no idea what was in those re- in those conference reports, and frankly, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I think that there's still some things that we still don't know about what's in those conference kitty, uh, committee reports. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we have learned that um, the Port of New Orleans mm-hmm. was out of um, the budget. We have learned that uh, judges' pay mm-hmm. was removed from the budget. Um, we have learned that our House Bill 2, which is our uh, capital outlay bill, is $400 million over capacity. Now, hold on. Let me stop you. That sounds about right when you got somebody like uh, Stuart Little, very little bishop running it. And that was his committee. And that's what you got to vote on. By the way, are you uh, you got to be a little disappointed. Y'all voted on a very good budget the first time. Yes, we did. And then it comes yes, back, and you got people that are your constituents <laughs> or your people that you work with that are voting for a budget. If you didn't get to read it and you didn't know what was in it, how did they vote for it? There's no way they could have known either. Exactly. I think there were probably only maybe um, six people who knew, three conferees from the House, three conferees from the Senate. Mm-hmm. And frankly... Based on how uh, things have been messed up, I'm not sure they knew what was in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm gonna agree 100. percent And that's why you know I had a good friend of mine, C.B. Fagasin. He said people are voting on a lot of bills they never read, and uh, this proved it. But this <laughs> is the worst time because y'all had sent a very responsible budget to the Senate, and they wanted no part of it. But apparently, I'm just gonna guess some of the, a lot of the Republicans that voted for that budget really weren't sincere about it. They really just did that so they could say they voted for the budget. They voted for a great budget that did not break the spending cap. Well, um, that's, that's what we did when we sent the first budget over on, uh, on May the 4th. And um, you, you talk about reading bills. I believe that uh, my colleagues will tell you that I read the bills. I read the bills before we vote on them. So uh, to not have the time to be able to even get to the correct pages mm-hmm. of, you know, what is here, what is here, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, and I think probably that occurred because in the last few minutes, I think there was an attempt to punish mm-hmm. um, the 19 fiscal conservatives who uh, voted to not bust our spending cap. And in, in so doing, I think it was um, probably sloppy work. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Bell Edwards, our woke governor, called y'all obstructionists. Now, how can you be obstructionist when all you did was say, let me read what we got. Let me see right, what we need. Right. And the Senate took a month because they, they, they did that on purpose. They did that on purpose. That was the design. That's been the game that's been played there for the whole 30 <laughs> years that I've been on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a shame. Well, let me let me. Well, play. that was just that was just House Bill One. Yes, ma'am. I mean, because there were other other money bills um, in um, in House Bill sixty. Um, let me just tell you. Do you know which what what that is? House Bill sixty. That's the supplemental bill. Okay. 
That's the one that had the the uh, 1.4, 1.2, 1.6. Not sure exactly how much money in it. Um, that's where the pet projects went. The conferees on that bill, which we also did not have time to read, were McGee, Sheck Snyder, and Zerang. And all, my fr- all, all fraud squad members in my book, but go ahead. <laughs> my understanding, <laughs> and, and, and this is, um, my background is I'm a professor emerita. Uh, I'm a researcher, and as such, um, I generate a hypothesis, and then I collect data to sure, see, sure. you know, well, does it stand up or does it not stand up? So I had heard a couple of days ago that um, Democrats had been offered, uh, the Democrat caucus had been offered $1 million each in, for the, in the supplemental bill uh, if they would vote to bust the cap. Had you heard that? Oh, no, no. That's been confirmed, and uh, Scott McKay uh, has confirmed it through representative views that uh, they apparently he didn't take the money and didn't vote the way they wanted to vote, so I think he got... Uh, yeah. Got well, burned. Well, and by the way, that you can go read that in the hayride right now. That's one million dollars. They were, but they were, they were buying each, a lot of votes. Yeah, each, 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 each. Yeah. each. Yeah. And um, so, you know, what I did is I actually called somebody after I heard that. I called somebody who was in that meeting, mm-hmm. and um, and it was confirmed. Um, so, so who was uh, buying the votes? It had to be the Speaker of the House. Well, you, you you can draw your own conclusion. <laughs> I, I have. It's the Speaker of the House. That's amazing. <laughs> Think about this. He's running for Secretary of State, and he buys votes. And the Secretary of State oversees elections. I don't think we ought to go there at all. Let me. Yeah, let me you make you, you make some good connections there. <laughs> let me play. Now I've had a bunch of people from the nineteen. Everybody's commented on this. Some of it called it an outright lie. Somebody didn't want to go that far, but they said it was absolutely wrong. This is Shake Snyder after it was all over. Uh, they were asking him, and listen to these comments. The blame for how things went down in the final minutes was placed on the speaker. If they didn't know what was in those bills, shame on them for not being able to show up to committee and be able to look at those bills. When it came to the amendments, they said they didn't have time to look at any of those. Yeah, they were posted. Polly, <laughs> your, Polly, your comment. I mean, I wasn't there, Polly. You tell me. Well, uh, first of all, um, the committee that he's referring to is the conference committee. And um, I've already told, well, House Bill 2 conferees were Bishop Reiser and Sheck Snyder. Mm-hmm. House Bill 560 conferees, McGee, Sheck Snyder, Zerang. Mm-hmm. We're not invited to those uh, conference committees. What, what's that's, a, that's all, but that's what, all done in some room somewhere. Yeah. What a, but, but, but I call it outright lie. It sounded like to me he's just lying to cover his fanny. Well, By the way, I had, um, I had Bear Omni on here. She said those, those, those uh, bills that were coming back from the conference committee, she said they had one second on one of them. They got it, looked at it, and said, let's vote. One of them had uh-huh. eight seconds. One of them had two minutes. I mean, let's be blunt. What they did was a sham. It was just a sham. And him saying what he said, I mean, what a liar. That's a liar. I'm, I'm calling him what he is. You might not can use the term, but I am. 
Well, uh, we did not have um, an opportunity to to, uh, view what was in those in any kind of fashion that would make it uh, reasonable for us to understand. That is not the same thing that happens when we do, when we deliberate on, um, on other bills. On other bills, we are allowed to read the amendments. Um, that are coming before us. We're allowed to ask questions. We're allowed to ask questions on the bill. None of that happened. Yeah. Do you have a few more minutes? Sure. Okay, let me take a break. I want to come back. I want to get your take on y'all vote with these people all the time, but if you don't vote within a budget, you're a bad person. And you had another run-in with, with Mr. Shake Snyder dealing with uh, uh, gummies. I'm going to call them gummy bears at the stores dealing with uh, you know, the uh, marijuana, I call it, but they call it something else. But I'll get to that in a minute. Her name is Polly Thomas, Representative Thomas of 81, District 80. I'm sorry, District 80 in the Metairie District. We'll come back and do one more segment with us. We'll be right back. law enforcement official jeff landry has failed us murder rape carjackings under landry's watch louisiana is now the most dangerous state in america Stephen Waggispack has a plan to take louisiana back from the criminals it starts by supporting law enforcement and giving them the tools they need Waggispack will work with da's and prosecutors ensuring repeat offenders stay off our streets Stephen Waggispack for a safer louisiana paid for by reboot louisiana pack when you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Uh-oh. You. Microphone show. Great to have you with us, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Manager Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, we're honored to have Representative Polly Thomas, District 80 out of the Metairie area. 
She was one of the 19 brave souls that stuck to a conviction and voted to, uh, she did vote basically not to break the spending cap. And, and Polly, I mean this. Thank you. I mean, everybody right. can sit around and run around and brag about all this money, but I'm telling you, we got a tough time coming around a corner, and they don't, the ones that voted for, especially the leaders, I'm talking about the leaders more so, but they don't really care because most of them are term limited. Well, uh, that's true. And um, based on uh, what I think I know about the last uh, REC, we are still facing a $600 million deficit in a couple of years. Um, and um, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I live by you can never go wrong by doing what's right. No, no I, I can tell you do. By the way, I talked to John Schroeder, our state treasurer. He says in this big budget with all this money, they're still going to borrow over four hundred to five hundred million dollars. Borrow, put yeah. some more debt, and think about yeah. that as a budget. And you vote against raising the spending cap. Yeah. All this money they got, right? And uh, and then they're going to borrow money too on top of that. Mm-hmm. Wow, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? No, ma'am, no, ma'am. But I, but I, but I say this sincerely. Thank you for your vote. Uh, they are making y'all. John Bellet was called y'all obstructionists. John Bella and then, and then uh, Blank Page Cortez, which is what I call him, the Senate president, he said, well, the conservatives were messing everything up. So that's him, he's not a conservative. Y'all didn't mess anything up. Y'all, you, Polly, you've been down there. You uh-huh. cannot Seven win, years. You cannot win a vote with 19. No. 19 can't win in the Senate. 19 can't win. Out. Well, how is it your fault? <laughs> I, I think this is absolutely outrageous. To say it's y'all fault we had problems. They're blaming y'all for rushing the process. That's pretty hilarious, don't you think? Yes, ma'am. I want to give you something else because I follow it. I don't follow everything, but I follow as much as I can. You realize the House and Senate, I know y'all work all the time, and I'm not going there, but when y'all called in the session for 60 days, y'all really only went to the Capitol less than 40. Now, I want you to think about that. All this rushing at the end, why not go to the Capitol every day? Why not go to the Capitol and, and, and uh, do the budget early in the process and then vote on everything else after? No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. By I'm way, fine with that. Last thing on this, because uh, I want to move on to something else with you, is that mm-hmm. when they do the conference committee, I want you to think about it. every vote in the committees are public. Every vote in the House and Senate are public. Why is the conference committee not public? I do not know. Someone told me uh, recently that when Jim Tucker was speaker, that there were actually cameras in the um, room when conference committees were being held. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be I didn't not- verify that, would but, it, you know, would, sounds would it, likely. Wouldn't it be nice if y'all were sitting there watching it? Wouldn't it be nice if the public had a – because you got three people and six people making these decisions. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, I just uh, – let me take you back. It was either, I think, last year when they were talking about the hemp and selling it in the stores and things of that nature. And uh, uh, Mr. Clay Shakespeare, you and him kind of got into it a little bit. And you were asking. No, that was actually kind of a a, a pleasant conversation. And um, I can tell you exactly where you can view it. Uh, if you so choose, you can look at the at the um, archives, the video archives. It's April twenty seventh, night. Uh, 2022. Um, that section begins at two hours, 
43 minutes and 47 seconds. No, but see, so you, you, can, you can listen to it. What I'm saying when I say get into it, that don't, you're not the person that's going to fight. You'll fight, but you won't fight. I get it. But what I'm saying is y'all got into it, and you you were trying to get amendment on a bill dealing with this stuff. Oh, that was this, that was, yeah, that was this time. Okay, that well, was you, this time. But you talked about uh, when Clay came back and said you were asking him about people getting high on these gummy bears. And, and he said there was something like it would take two truckloads to, to get people right. out. Tell us, tell us what happened that day. Okay, well, well that, was, that, was, that day was a year ago. And um, my question was, is it true that you assured me that a person who is using this product does not use it to get high? His response was, absolutely. And my next question, this is a year ago, and a person who was using this product could not get high. And he said, absolutely. It's a hemp-derived product. That, that THC, which takes tractor-trailer loads to even get the percentages of the THC that you would need to get high. And by the way, those are quotes. That was last year. So having that assurance, um, we all voted in favor of that. Mm-hmm. Now come come to find out, and, and it began um, in, the, in the summer uh, to raise its ugly head. M- my understanding is that there's now probably about 3,000 outlets that sell these gummy bears mm-hmm. that are laced with um, the THC. Where anybody can buy them. Anybody can use them. Anybody can get high on them, and they are getting high. So I felt like since I'm the one that asked those questions last year, that I should um, attempt to reverse what happened last year. So I put an amendment, I I, uh, crafted an amendment with uh, some help from my colleagues and um, asked permission of um, a senator if I could um, attach my amendment to his bill because his bill dealt with um, Schedule I drugs. And um, he gave me permission. So on uh, that day, um, Tony Bacala was actually presenting um, the senator's bill, and I uh, presented, began to present my amendment. I was stopped short because someone asked, is this germane to the main bill? And the speaker ruled that it was not germane. And I am still to this day 100% convinced that it was germane. So um, under the rules of the House, um, I challenged the ruling of the Speaker. Mm-hmm. I lost that vote, but it's not over. Um, we absolutely cannot allow this product to be used <clears throat> without any kind of regulation, without there's not even an age regu, uh, regulation so that the, keeps uh, children from buying this product. So I mean, Ms. it's it, it's sold in truck stops. But Miss 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 Polly, so what you're telling me is the bill that Clay originally did, where he talked about it would take a truckload, and mm-hmm. we know people are getting high. Right. That, we do. So we know it. And he said he said he was going to get this fixed. Did he do anything to fix it? Well, let me tell you, um, interestingly, he had a bill. It was 605. 
and he um, began to present it um, at the well, and then he returned it to the calendar. And he returned it to the calendar several times. The last time he returned it to the calendar, he returned it to come up on May 29th. Do you remember what that day is? Probably Memorial, uh, Memorial Day. Oh, yes. It was Memorial Day when we were not in session. <laughs> you see, you mend again. Y'all weren't in session, and they rushed it at the end. Well, <laughs> what I'm, well I'm, I'm going to stop with this because i got to go. First of all, thank you. Uh, Certainly. So I, I, I like a campaign slogan, getting high with the Secretary of State, because that's, that's basically what you're going to do. Listen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Polly, I'm just telling you. I'm thinking of this thing. I think Clay ought to get up there with a big smile on his face saying, get high with me. Anyway, thank you, Miss Polly. <laughs> I can think of a lot. That's just one of many. Thank you, ma'am. All right, certainly. All Thank right. you. Thank you for for allowing me to um, um, visit with with you and your listeners. Anytime. You're always welcome. Thank you. All right. We'll take a break. When we get back, Climate Czar, Stephen Parr. Ooh, it's hot outside. Really? I would have never thought it. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Hey, everyone. This is Joe Cunningham. You can check out my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPEL or Town Square Media. <laughs> Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. You won't get information like this anywhere else, folks. The Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. By the way, before I get to my special guest, this is breaking news, folks. Governor Edwards to lead economic diversification mission to Europe. Hey, 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 we may as well. What the hell? Session's over. We got a lot of money. Let's go blow some money. Hey, Brandon, you know what we need to ask, though? When he comes back... Remember when he came back from uh, Europe last time and he went over there to talk to them about insurance. Remember how to do insurance? Uh, did they did they institute any of the stuff he's supposed to have brought back last time? Not to my knowledge. Came back with a Saints victory, right? No. They no, they got beat by the Vikings. Oh, that's right. They got beat. They got he beat. went to the Saints game. He just went to a longer version. But he, So when he comes back from this economic diversification mission, uh, uh, folks, uh, my question is, what do you think he's going to bring back to help the state? Every time he leaves, he never brings back anything to help the state. It's amazing. All right, let's jump gears. It's hot out there. If I got to hear that one more time. And I'm just starting. So hot. 
Stephen Paul McClamids are a real meteorologist who has a grip on all this stuff. Uh, Stephen, how you doing, my brother? I am doing well. Thanks for having me back. Man, it is awesome to have you back. I love talking to you uh, just because of your knowledge and your scientific knowledge and also your flat-out common sense. So, Stephen, it's hot out there. Are you surprised in the summer it gets hot as I am? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, Moon, I'm actually a little bit surprised in the summer when it doesn't get hot. <laughs> and frankly, right now, it it isn't really all that hot, in part because we've got a lot of thunderstorms across mm-hmm. so much of the United States right now. I just finished up working on my uh, weathercast for Salem News, and, uh, you know, we've got thunderstorms going on across a large part of the country, and one of the things that the climate models don't take into account is rainfall. Rain cools the atmosphere. I, I know a lot of your listeners are not surprised by that, but climate scientists are. But rain cools the atmosphere, so actually across the country right now, most of the the Midwest and the Northeast looking at below average temperatures, not, mm-hmm. you know, this massive heat wave or anything. Yeah, by the way, uh, just to add a little intelligence to the conversation, I know my producer predict, uh, loves my, my wit, but uh, uh, <laughs> I want the client sci- scientists to understand something else. Rain is wet. I'm just, I'm just telling you, it's, it's always <laughs> wet. I, and, Stephen, if I'm off, explain to me. Because, right, what are you laughing at? Just, Rain is always wet. Am I, can I say that, yeah. Stephen, in this damn time? And the sun is always yeah, hot. No, no, generally, that's, that's true. And down here, the, the rain is really wet. Like, it just goes straight through your clothes all the way to the bone. <laughs> I mean, it's really wet down here. Yeah, so. No doubt about it. All right, Stephen, one of the things I, 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 I love our local news station that I watch. I, really, I know some of those people. They're really nice. And they're starting in on the climate stuff. And, uh, you, okay. Okay. Uh, but a couple things. Number one is you're going to tell us how we're probably going to run through a hot time for the next few years. And you, I want you to tell us why. But number two, talk about the data after that because they go back, well, since 1980 or since the turn of the 21st century. Yeah, that's nice to go back a few years or 20 or 30 or 40 years. But they don't really go back and look at the whole model for all those years. So can you talk to us about those couple of deals? Yeah, so one of the things we've actually been going through, uh, there there hasn't actually been any global warming, and I, and I think it's about nine years right now. And, and part of the reason why uh, is that we've been in several years of a La Nina cycle, where you've got cooler water at the equator of the Pacific Ocean around the uh, uh, yeah around the equator. So the, the water there in the Pacific's been cooler, and that uh, that really does adjust global weather patterns and has a tendency to cool the atmosphere on average around the globe. So we've had that. By the way, that's natural, right? That's a natural phenomenon. Completely natural. And and here's the other thing is that we don't fully understand what causes the El Nino La Nina cycle. Uh, we're, we're not very good at predicting it years and years out. A year, 18 months, yeah, we're okay at that. But multiple years, a decade out, we, we have no skill being able to predict El Ninos and La Ninos that far out. And it's because we don't understand the mechanism for it fully. Okay. So... But but El Ninos and La Ninos drive climate uh, almost as much when you look at the actual graphs. They're the ones that are creating the biggest spikes uh, often in global temperatures is when you have El Ninos. Well, we're just starting to go into an El Nino cycle where it's going to be warmer around the, the equator of the Pacific Ocean than average. And that's going to last for, you know, 18 months or so. And we're not exactly sure how high it's going to get, but as we're going into an El Nino cycle, man, you're going to see in the media, people are going to start freaking out. Oh, it's an El Nino. It's an El Nino. Oh, it's an El Nino. Uh, okay. 
what else do you want? I mean, we've got El Nino, Neutral, or La Nina. Those are your three choices. Well, well, hold up, though. What they're telling us is we can stop that. That's really what the, the, the global movement is about. Communism taking over your life, uh, really screwing up the way of life, especially in America. And they're telling us we're going to change that. We, go, we got the ability to change that. Do we have the ability to change that as human beings? What's interesting is that they're actually not saying we have the ability to change the El Nino-La Nina cycle. They just ignore it. And that's where you know that the, the climate models don't have an understanding of how climate actually works. Because the climate models don't talk about modulating El Nino or La Nina or making sure we're always in a neutral pattern. Well, how are you going to stop global warming if you can't change the distribution of the heat in the oceans. Yeah, good point. And that's really what we're talking about. So they, they think we can change global warming by cutting down on carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. The atmosphere doesn't warm the oceans near as much as the oceans warm the atmosphere. It's, yeah. They got the cause effect backwards. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that is amazing what's being told to the American people. It's, it's amazing what they're shoving down our throat, though. And they started with kids. And they're working their way through the rest of society because I'm looking at the state legislature and the federal government. Man, they, it's just unbelievable the amount of money, hundreds of trillions of dollars that they're trying to do this, which will, by the way, I didn't notice saving the planet would be so expensive because everybody's <laughs> paying a lot more for everything they're doing. And they ain't even seen the tip of the iceberg of how much it's going to cost to do something that doesn't need to be done. Uh, well, and they're spending a whole bunch of money trying to save the planet, and the planet doesn't need saving. No. You, you, you want to do something good, focus on people. Uh, see, that's, that's where the whole focus is wrong. Yeah. They think they're, they're saving the planet. From what? No, you've got to focus on making life better for people. If you focus on making life better for people, then people will actually make the, the environment cleaner. The countries that have the cleanest environment are the rich and wealthy countries. Yep. The poorest countries in the world are the ones that have the, the worst environment. Yep. It's, it's not that having a mm -hmm. bad environment makes you poor. It's that being rich makes you have the freedom and the liberty to actually care about your environment. Again, once again, the climate scientists have cause and effect backwards. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, but they, that's what I'm saying. And they, I love how they say that 97% of the scientists agree and we just yeah. played a clip before you came on. I'm not going to play it again. The guy that started the John Coleman, I think, that started the Weather Channel said there's no such thing. And he said, yeah, 97%. And all of them are getting paid by the government to say what they want the outcome to be. And, and moreover, that, that study that said 97% of scientists agree, that was done by an environmental activist out of yeah. Australia. And he cherry-picked data. He didn't actually, of all the studies that he actually looked at and said, oh, look, 97% of the scientists agree, the vast majority of those, sci those studies, the scientists actually didn't take a stand on whether global warming was man-made or not. They said in their studies, if global warming is real, then we expect this type of thing to happen with whatever it is we're studying. So if you're studying, you know, blind salamanders and you go, well, if the global warming continues, then we think that's going to be bad for blind salamanders. Yeah. And he goes, okay, well, they agree that global warming is real. That's not what the well, study said. Well, have you been following? So they had a bunch of forest fires in Canada and some of that smoke and stuff's coming in New York and parts of our country. They blame it yeah. on global warming. I mean, not on global warming. 
That is that is man made. I know, it, no, it, I know, I know. I agree is, with you, but I'm telling you what they're doing and the climate change. And I, when I saw my news story last night, Rob Perello, and I thank the world and I like watching their news story, and they started with that and the global and the warming, and and then they the next story comes up is how hot it is, and I'm going, oh my God, look what people are buying into. And the problem with the the Canada wildfires, it's the same problem with the California wildfires. It's not about global warming. It's about forest management. At some point in the last century, the environmentalists decided that all fire is bad, and so they wanted to make sure that they stopped fires from ever happening in forests. Well, the problem is, is that all you do is you allow the forest to get weaker. Fire is a natural thing, and it and the forests have evolved to use fire as a pruning tool, basically. So, uh, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson said, I hold it that a little revolution, a small revolution every now and then is a good thing. Yeah. Same thing with fires. A small fire every now and then in the forest is a very good thing because it gets rid of the rot. It gets rid of dead underbrush. It gets rid of the weakest trees so the stronger trees are able to uh, tap into the resources better. But the left says we're not going to ever allow any fire to happen. That's our forest management. Only you can stop forest fires. And so that's their whole goal is to stop forest fires. The problem is when a forest fire gets going and gets out of control, then it has a vastly larger amount of fuel to burn through, and the forest is weaker. It doesn't have the nutrients. It doesn't have the defense it needs against fire. And so instead of having a small fire, you have a raging inferno. Yeah. That's what's going on in California the last several years. That's currently what's going on in, in Canada, and it's because they bought into the same ideology. Yeah, no doubt about it. Stephen Paul, the climate czar, the moon graffon show. That's not his real job, but uh, that's what we call him. He is a really... A meteorologist, meteorologist that has followed this stuff. When we get back, a little bit more on the data, how the data's been manipulated. This guy's great, folks, and he's telling it like it is, and he's not being paid by me or the other side. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, friend. Don't do it like you. You're going to be asked about paycheck. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that sauce and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. 
A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. The Terry Oak. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Stephen Pard, official climate czar of the Moon Graffon Show, meteorologist. And, of course, a uh, very knowledgeable guy. I've been doing this for a long time. And, Stephen, one of the things that I, th- I think is important, I'm just minding my own business today, and they come on with a news story, all this heat. And I, then I heard him say, well, it's a fact that uh, the planet has been warming since 1980s, always since the 20th century. I just said, you know, that's real good just to say. But where's the proof? So my question is, talk a little bit about how the data is manipulated. They don't go back. It's like they started a certain 1960 or 1980, and then we get the data from there, and that's all we hear. But they don't go back and look at the data over a period of time, how weather, the climate is always changing. Sometimes it's hotter. Sometimes it's colder. Sometimes it's wetter. Sometimes it's drier. It's just a fact, but... With social media and with the way the news, 24-hour news feed, which, by the way, we didn't have 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, that's what's changed the dynamics here, not really the weather. It's it, When you look at the data, especially when it comes to global average temperatures, you can very easily cherry pick. And you, you had mentioned that someone was saying, look, since 1980, you know, this is, we've seen temperatures rising since 1980. Well, yeah, because from the 1960s through the 1970s, temperatures were falling. That's why there were reports on the cover of Time magazine that we were heading into a little ice age. Is because temperatures were falling through the 1970s. You notice they never say temperatures have been falling since 1972. Yep, they haven't. Great or haven't been, have been rising since 1972. They weren't rising since 1972. From, from the 70s, they dropped until about 1979, and then temperatures started rising rising back up again. For another point here, I'm still not convinced that the warmest year on record was 2016 or 2010 or 2005. I still think it was 1936. We just didn't have satellites back in 1936, Mm -hmm. but certainly for the U.S. temperature record, the, the warmest year in U.S. history was 1936 during the, the wow. Dust Bowl era, wow. right? Yeah. And I'm looking at right now, I'm, this is from uh, NOAA, from the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. Right now, the latest data they have is from April for the U.S. average temperature anomaly. And it says for April, our average temperature was negative 
0.67 degrees Fahrenheit. So we're actually below the average, the running average, according to NOAA, for U.S. temperatures right now. Wow. And yet everybody's screaming about how warm it is. Go ahead, they're screaming out how warm it is because it's going to control us and, 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 and it's money. I mean, that's it. By the way, if you look at the Dust Bowl, you go back to 1936, I bet you people in that day thought it was time for the good Lord to come back. I bet they thought, oh, what yeah. the world's happening to us? The weather is hot, a Dust Bowl, we can't grow, we can all die. It's the end of the world. I bet they did. And then we are, we, are, we, we almost, not 100 years past that, but we're probably 85 past that. I mean, 80, 85. So I, I just know this. The, the news is manipulated. We see it manipulated. It's going to be manipulated in this because the narrative from Barack Obama to Joe Biden to all these elected, some of these elected officials to your local meteorologist is we, this is the angle. And if you don't believe this, you're a nut, you're a moron, you're obstructionist. That's, that's, that's what they do to you. Uh, that's exactly what they do to you, and they and they don't just do it like that in climate. They did that in COVID. They'll they'll do mm-hmm. that on uh, foreign policy. They'll they'll do that on a wide variety of things. Where if you don't buy into the narrative, even if the mer- narrative doesn't match the facts, if you don't buy into it, then you're the problem. You have to be silenced. You have to be shunned from society. If you don't think that that men can become women simply by putting on a dress, then you are the problem you have to be kicked out of society facts be damned climate science is is the is the model that they've been using for the same concept of of transgenderism it 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 doesn't have to match the facts it's more about feelings and doesn't it feel hotter today well i guess it must be well that's what i'm saying if if uh i i got a brother who went fishing yesterday and it was really hot and he said the wind was blowing he's 65 almost 66 years old he said, uh, you know, when you would think, he said, all this bull about telling me how hot I'm supposed to feel. He said, I drank maybe a bottle of water. He said, I ought to drink more than that. He said, but I was fishing hard and I didn't do it. And, and you know, and he said, but it wasn't hot like they saying. And it's not. And that's what blows my mind. Yesterday, i tell you what I did. Real quick. I went to change. I had to get an oil change. And I had nobody to pick me up. I had to wait an hour and a half. I literally walked about 200 yards. I was dressed up in my clothes to sit in a restaurant, eat, and walked all the way back. And I wouldn't, I wasn't miserable at all. But if I listened to the news, I should have been miserable. Wouldn't miserable one. I wouldn't miserable at all. Yeah. Uh, That's that's the thing is, and this is where I really come down on, on climate. We cannot change the planet. We cannot change physics. We cannot change the natural world to the extent that they're saying we should. What we need to be focused on is adapting to the natural world. And here in the South, we've adapted to the heat. That's a good thing because the planet's not always going to be the exact same temperature. We we can't just keep it at 72 and everybody's perfectly comfortable. We have to be able to adapt. That means being able to adapt for heat waves and to adapt for cold spells, to adapt for hurricanes, to adapt for tornadoes. How can we build our infrastructure? I got to go, my brother. Thank you. We'll do it again soon.
Louisiana's top law enforcement official, Jeff Landry, has failed us. Murder, rape, carjackings. Under Landry's watch, Louisiana is now the most dangerous state in America. Stephen Wagaspak has a plan to take Louisiana back from the criminals. It starts by supporting law enforcement and giving them the tools they need. Wagaspak will work with DAs and prosecutors, ensuring repeat offenders stay off our streets. Stephen Wagaspak for a safer Louisiana. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana Pack. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. It's the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Back by popular demand. I demanded and he came back. Gary Forston, former representative, former labor secretary, joins us. Gary, how you doing, my buddy? Moon, I hate to tell you, man, but it's hot. You oh, my God. Nice and cool in Lafayette. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Where are you right now? You indoors or outdoors? I'm indoors with the air conditioning. Uh, well, well, what you, well, why can you say it's hot? You indoors. Lord, have mercy. Well, because I'm afraid to go outside. No, no, Moon. no. Next time you tell me how hot it is, at least be outside. <laughs> <laughs> At least be outside because it is. Uh, it's supposed to be hot in the summer, though. I'm just going to let you know. And, Gary, you're a great guy to start to pro- this segment with. Can you tell me which summer was cold? Because I want to write it down and go back and look at it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just think if we changed the month of June and started calling it January, I'd feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah I hear you. No doubt about it. All right. So, Gary, the session's over. And I've had the 19 responsible Republicans that stayed tight with the budget and didn't voted not to break the spending cap. I've had, I don't know, 12 or 13 of them on already. And their stories of what happened down the end and what Shakes not did are just horrifying. And now we see the port down there where you are, which is the port's important yep. because of because of backlashes. And that that port, I think the port was in House Bill Two, which would be Stuart Little, very little bishop. They they whacking stuff. They don't even know what they were whacking. 
They don't even know what was in well, the bills. They didn't have time to read the bills. That's what I was going to ask you. Did all of them receive substantial cuts like that, or was it just uh, uh, poor little Ray Garofalo? No, no, no. The other people that got hit was anybody that didn't do, do exactly what they said you needed to do. Matter of fact, out of Bishop's mouth and out of Tanner Bad News Bear, Big Mouth McGee's mouth, they're saying you get punished. I read a story today. Bell Edwards, well, that's part of the game. If you don't, if you don't do what we want you to do, we're gonna punish you. I mean, that's what he said. I just went, wow. So, and 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 let's talk about that for a second, Moon. What's the difference between compromise and caving in? I mean, how do you compromise if John Bell Edwards gets exactly everything he asked for? How's that called compromise? No, no, I, that is a great point, Gary. Edwards got everything he wanted, and yet these people had to give up everything they said they stood for when they ran for election. Is that not amazing? All what's good for the state, Moon. Nobody's talking about what's good for Louisiana. You know, the, the, the people continue to move out. Most of the time, people are looking for jobs. I mean, when you get to be old folks like me, you might be looking to go, you know, live closer to your grandkids or something. But but in general, most people are looking for jobs. And the port issue, there isn't, in my mind, a bigger issue for the state mm-hmm. than the competitiveness of the port, it's one of the things that has kept Louisiana on the map. And really, it's the Mississippi River that keeps us on the map. It ain't anything that John Bell Edwards or the legislature does. Mm-hmm. But but here they go, canceling our competitiveness with Mobile and Houston. And, and they're saying, well, it's because Ray Garofalo, one Yeah, one guy. Rep, one guy. One guy. And, and, and move. One guy voted against it, and they won. Yeah. The bad guys won. The good guys lost. And they're penalized. It's, it's like, how can you be gracious when you are the victor? Yeah. Why no. do you have to punish your enemies when you, you won. win? Yeah. Now, I was saying that to, I had Polly, Representative Polly Thomas down there where you are in Metairie. Yeah, and I, I know. Brought, and, I, and, I brought, and I brought that up. I said, Polly, I don't understand something. And, Gary, you're going to understand this better than anybody because you are a representative. With 19 votes, you can't win one vote. Not one thing can pass with 19 votes in the Senate. Not one thing can pass with 19 votes in the House. You win, and then you take money that ain't yours. It's taxpayer dollars, and you punish people based on them not saying, yes, sir, yes, I'm, sir, yes, master. That's, that's exactly what they're doing. And, and Polly said, well, that's kind of odd. You're right about that. I said, yeah, you can't control anything. And the people that control and, everything for, took money out of the port? How stupid was that? Of course, I know who heads that up. I know how stupid it is. It's against economic development, which this governor has never really been for. I mean, he's for the trial lawyers. He's for the unions. He's for the people that are not productive He's for people that just support his politics. Yeah. And that is not economic development. Trials are not economic development. Unions are not economic development. And that's who John Bell Edwards stands for. And, you know, hopefully 
the state gets its act together, people get angry and turn out and vote. Elections. And we elect a governor and a legislature that cares about building the economy of this state off of the assets that we have. You better you better change the Senate out totally. Every person that you could remove and put a real conservative in there, we got a chance. If you put a good old boy in there, then you're not getting anything. Let me give you an example. So Edwards gets everything he wants for four years, eight years, tax increases, everything. Okay? Which is about, what, $300 billion of spending while yep. he's there. And what's better? Yep. So, anything? No, that's what I'm going to tell you. We get nothing better. So Edwards said he understands the House members who were obstructionists would have projects removed. How can you be obstructionist with 19 votes? He said, how can you be obstructionist with 19 votes? Yet the 19 people have been slaughtered back home by municipalities, sheriffs, people like that, getting mad at them for something. They didn't do anything wrong. They just said, we don't want to bust the spending cap. We want to be responsible. And they're getting laid out. All 19 of those people ought to win re-election easily if people were smart enough to realize it. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, again, I go back to what's the difference between compromise and caving in. And I say that with our own legislature and, and again, looking up at Congress and, and, you know, them breaking the spending cap both in Louisiana and, and in Washington, D.C., uh, how do you call that compromise? Jen, you mentioned something earlier about labor. Uh, Wallet Hub just came, not Wallet Hub, uh, the van line just came out and said we were we still out migrating. Uh, Kiel did a great yep. report on it. And the advocate did a piece, the devil's advocate, as I like to call it. The, the devil's advocate did a piece and why people are leaving. And, you know, they don't have to do anything else. They don't have to write one more story. It's about jobs. And so when you look at a $51 billion budget and these people that passed it, what's in this budget to save our children? What's in this budget to change our insurance rates? What's in this budget to stop out migration and save a congressman? Because we're going to lose another one, and we're going to lose it after 2030. So can you tell me what's in the budget? That's why none none of those 19, none of those other people will come on the program. They won't come on the program because they don't want to answer the questions. Right. And, and you know, <laughs> $50 billion is not an insignificant amount of money, Moon. In a little bitty state with four and a half million people, only two million of which are working, $50 billion, you'd think we'd be, you know, driving on gold-plated streets. I mean, you know... The roads are lousy. The education's lousy. Uh, I mean, what is it? What is it that we're getting for fifty billion dollars? And and again, I go back to the dang teacher pay raise. And you know, I used to be a public school teacher. I taught in the public schools in New Orleans. I'm not just one of those, you know, blue blood Republicans looking down on teachers. I'm telling you, what <clears throat> do you get for across the board? And this is not a pay raise because the way I understand it, it didn't make it in. No, it's a stipend. It's a one. It's a one-time pay, and they promise them and what do the we next go- two thousand dollars, other than know. the lousiest education in the country. Well, no, they, 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 said, they said they said the next governor 
has to pass the pay raises now. Well, why didn't they pass it? I thought that was one of their big parts of their bills. Right, right. Unbelievable. Let me take a break, no, Gary. And, and again, what, what's going to make what's going to make the kids succeed and and be productive members of Louisiana's economy? Because we gave teachers a two thousand dollar bump, which yeah. is what two hundred dollars a month. They oh no, no, that would be that would what? That oh. would be twenty four hundred dollars. I mean, that would be uh, uh tw- that would be twenty four hundred dollars is well, less than two hundred a month. They only work. They only work nine to ten months yeah. a year, so that's why I was trying to make the math easy right. for my Let little me. old brain. I hear you. Let me take a break. We'll be back, Gary Forster, my special guest. Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide. Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Do you remember recess? Our children may not, because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test. One size fits all. That's what teachers must teach, the LEAP test. So it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. These things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Experts know kids do better when you let them be kids, but our experts don't. They make teachers teach a test. Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach, and farm fresh food. Why not? Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Say red. Welcome back. Moon Grafon Show. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Gary Foster, former Labor Secretary, former representative, downright good guy, who's hot today, folks, even though he's sitting in a 68-degree house, but he says it's hot. <laughs> no, it's set at 70. It's set at oh, 70. So I, I'm, I'm a conservative. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot wait. So, so when them windmills start and uh, those uh, solar panels kick in, how nice it's going to be! All the prices are going to go way down. You have to have all, you're not going to have to and, hardly and, pay anything. And everybody driving those stupid electric vehicles. Oh yeah, 
Yes. Then over there going to do the gear. They're going to say, well, you can't put your air on, but about 82 because well, we're just using too much energy with electric vehicles. That's, that's Right. In the summertime. Yep. How can you run your air conditioner and your car at the same well, you're time? Not, they want, actually, they want to go back to fans. And I'm not talking about the kind you turn on. I'm talking about the one you hold in your hand. You just go back and forth. <laughs> they do. They want, and you don't eat meat. You just eat soybean. Anyway, uh, Gary, the uh, just, you know, session's over, and we turn in, into the elections, the governor's race, and all that. Uh, it's no well, doubt that's, if you that's, talk. That's, go ahead. Well, Moon, and, you know, I like to check in with you because, I, you know, I'm down here in the old hot New Orleans trying to find <laughs> out what's going on. And 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 I know you, you wake up every morning worried that after spending $300 billion, John Bell Edwards is not going to be able to find a job. But but is his replacement going to be anybody other than Wilson or Landry? Has any of that changed? Well, I, you know, Gary, I'm a little different than most. I look at the governor's race as a race that can, that can go in 19 different directions. If you look at polls, no. I don't really like to look at that. I'm just telling you that the way this thing is bro- bro- uh, breaking down, I don't know what's going to happen yet. You might have a better insight than me because you're not watching it. I just know there's guys out there running, ladies and guys that are out there running. Some are running advertising, some are not. Some are uh, – I, I don't think anything's really changed. I really believe we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, right. I just do. I'm a wait-and-see guy in the governor's race because you go back to uh, uh, Edwards, Treen, you go back to and just move forward. It's always been a wild, wild west, and I still think it's going to be. Well, and, and August is around the corner, which is another hot month. But uh, that's qualifying is in August, right? Yes, so sir. some of these people – that say they want to be governor are going to have to make a tough decision because if they decide to run for governor, they can't run for their House seat or their Senate seat or their treasurer's seat or, you know, whatever. Uh, they they, they got to, what do they say, fish or cut bait, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I just think that, I, I think you'd agree with me if you look back on races, it's just, do we, it's, it's the field set would be my question to you. Uh, can somebody still get in in July if they have a bunch of money? I, that's that's my question. I, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying the field settle or not said. You know, the attorney general. I'm sorry, district attorney in in New Orleans said he might run, and I think if he runs, I think it's a plan. I think him and Pothole Wilson. That would be Sean Wilson to you, but Pothole to me. Uh, yep. They split the the traditional black Democrat vote, and they both around sixteen percent. And you got a Republican, uh, and I think that they would they would hope to get two Republicans in, and one of yep. them not, would not be in Landry. I think you would see uh, a really tough race, and I think you would see the Democrats and the left and all that stuff because they 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 pounding on Jeff. So you know, wait and see what happens. Is is uh, Wag the guy uh, Schroeder? Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna visit with Sharon Hewitt on Monday. Uh, see, Richard Nelson's been through here several times. Jeff's been here through, and Schroeder has too. So, I just, I just think weird stuff can still happen. I'm sorry. Uh, we the media, the media's gonna get involved. Two things, two things. The media's gonna get involved. Okay, we know who anti yeah. they are. And number two, the, this is the wild horse for me in Louisiana. What in the hell is a Republican now? What the hell is a conservative Republican? Because everybody yeah. run 
campaigns run as conservative Republicans. Scott Isiel, Jay Dorn, I'm going and on. And yet we find out that's yep. not who they are. So the, the people that say they're conservative Republicans who don't vote Republican unless they are paid off or whatever, I, that's, the, that's the question I have. And and what about this guy Lundy, who I don't know, but every time I hear his ads on your show, I like his ads. No, no, Lundy's an interesting guy for the simple reason he's he's uh, I, I, and I think he he was a lawyer, still a lawyer. Uh, he changed to independent from Democrat, but he's running for the evangelical vote, and he, he's run. He's got a certain campaign plateau that he's running, and uh, I'm curious to see if he's making headway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, could somebody like that do it? Or are you looking for somebody like, uh, who's your favorite uh, uh, publisher? Uh, John Georges. You're looking oh, for him to get the governor's oh, race again? Oh, man, I'd love for him to get in the race just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, I, 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 he's not going to. He, he he didn't be, hey, look, he got beat as a Democrat or Republican and independent. How many more times you want him to change? Maybe he runs as a Green New Deal guy. I don't know. Well, I I I don't see that uh mystery person, you know, getting in the race, but what do I know? You know, it's so hot I can't think straight. Oh God, God have mercy. Another global warming nut. I, I didn't mean that, Gary. Uh no, but, but but what I'm saying is, Gary, here's the, here's the question. I just brought up to you about these Republicans who keep killing us. They killed us when Vitter ran. They killed us when Bell Edwards ran. They killed us for Speaker of the House. They killed us for the Senate president. Why don't you think they won't kill us in this election? I'm talking about weak, weak people that shouldn't be Republicans, that people respect as Republicans, and look what they do. Blank Page Cortez, the Senate president, said he blamed the conservatives for having the problems with the budget. He admitted he wasn't a conservative. He said, well, those conservatives, well, what are you? But he ran on his advertisement. and he was a conservative. They all run as conservatives. Right. They don't govern as conservatives, not enough of them. And, and again, you know, I, I started off asking, how can you consider yourself a conservative when you're compromise is you let John Bell get everything he wants out of the extra $1.6 billion that they're spending. I mean, I, I just don't see where we're investing in the future and all we're doing is treading water and continuing to slip away. I mean, it, it, you know, and look, Moon, the people that are leaving Louisiana aren't the poor and the, and the no. government dependent people. No. Those folks are staying. They're not, they're nice and happy. They got their health care. They got their, you know, food. They yep. got everything they need. It's the people who have work ethic, a thing that you know is becoming less likely in Louisiana than it used to be, and it's the work ethic that we're losing. And and you can't continue down this road, Gary. I said we need it. a governor. Who's going to bring jobs yeah. for the for the remaining people with work ethic? I've said it before, been saying it for years. We've made it easy, easy to be poor here. We have. We've made it really Medicaid expansion was well. It's lazy. I'm saying poor. How they get poor? That's up to them. But I'm just telling you, we made it easy for the poor. That's why people like Bell Edwards can stay in governorship, and that's why Republicans nutted up. Republicans do what they do.
I mean, Republicans they bother me. Stuff, Moon. Yep. They run around worrying about minimum wage. Have you seen any jobs offering minimum wage? Well, Gary, I got to hate to break this to you. In the radio business, we get excited when minimum wage goes up. I'm just telling you. In the radio <laughs> business, we, hey, look at hey. The, look at your, your pay for working with me. Wouldn't you like minimum no, wage? No, look at my pay when I worked <laughs> for the newspaper. It was better than what you pay, but not much. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Mr. Gary. We're going to do it again. Uh, probably do next Thursday again. I think I got a couple Fridays I'm not here. So, anyway, God bless. Right. Thank you, buddy. Hey. Enjoy the heat, Moon. Stay in the air condition, Gary. Stay in the air condition. That's all you got to do. No global warming with air condition. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show. I'm here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.